You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hey, this is Shauna Kaiser at Chirp Radio, and with me at our studios is the one and only Trevor DeBrow. Thank you so much for stopping by today, Trevor. Thanks so much for having me. We're so excited about your first solo album, Uptown. Congratulations. Thanks. And I really love it. The ambiance and the layering that you've done is so rich, and we're going to get into that in just a second. Um, it's going to be released February 10th. As we know, you've been you know, with Pelican for many years now. It's one of our favorite metal bands. Can you kind of give us a little bit of the musical, musical picture of your work over the past like 20 years or so? Or Sure. Uh, I guess going back that far, 20 years, uh, I was involved in the local DIY punk hardcore scene. I had a few different bands, uh, Tusk and Long of Nothing, I guess, were the ones that put out records and did the most shows. And uh, a few years into Tusk, our bass player, Laurent, started writing more slowed down, kind of like, I guess, epic is the word that, that <laughs> tends to come up a lot. And uh, we ended up doing another band based off of those compositions, and that was Pelican. And uh, once we started playing out, we started getting all this interest from like the indie rock community and uh, and other various scenes throughout the city, the metal scene and, and so forth. And we started playing out and that really snowballed and that kind of turned into a music career from there where we were touring and putting out albums. Uh, since that time, I have an ambient collective that I'm a part of called Chord. I have a another instrumental trio called Relayer that I'm doing now with Steven from Locrian and uh, Colin from Bloodiest. And... Uh, a, a noisy pop band called Let's Pat, and then of course this solo stuff that I've you know been doing on and off for 15, 20 years. This solo stuff you've talked about, how have you layered this, or has it been a layering project? Has it been something of a collection of sound, so to speak? I've been doing solo home recordings basically since I was a teenager, so you know over 20 years now. But uh, I used to do records under the name Histoire, uh, which is French for. Um, Kind of like a French term, film critics use it to refer to narrative, and I was really interested in this idea that uh, that when you make a piece in the moment, if you're improvising, but then like improvising over yourself, that you're kind of creating this false sense of narrative. Uh, so I did that for quite a while, and then you know I started working on the record that became Uptown in 2005, and uh, it just stalled. That was around when Pelican started touring a lot. And I kept thinking that I would be finishing the record, and every time I would sit down and listen to what I thought was a, a finished version of the album, there'd be one or two songs that just weren't right, or something felt off. So I ended up accruing, I don't know, 15 or 16 songs, and uh, sat on it for a while, and then one night a few years ago, I was going through my hard drive, kind of like trying to clear out space, and I found a few old songs that I hadn't, hadn't finished, and I was like, oh, I should really I should check these out. And lo and behold, they were mostly finished songs, and I dug into them and, and kind of wrapped them up, and then suddenly I had the finished album there, and I was like, you know, it was, it was a miracle. I thought it was... That's awesome. <laughs> I thought the ship had sailed on that. So you've talked before about guitarists and who's inspired you over the years, how you've listened to try to unravel their methods and approach to new sound. Do you, do you feel that that would apply to you today, any of, any of the approaches that you've brought to this music, or as you kind of just talked about, it more was something that just collected over the years. I think with regard to this stuff, it's less about studying the work of other players. I'll have a germ of an idea, like kind of like something that I think will make sense, an idea for a sound. 
and I'll try to pursue that sound and improvise my way around how to make it and then start making other sounds that respond to that. I would hesitate to say that there's a specific like guitar player that evokes that. I think sure. like um, there's certainly like a range of guitarists that I follow the work of that use their instruments in ways that don't sound like a guitar. And uh, maybe in that respect, I'm pursuing something like that, like a Christian finesse or uh, or an Umbarchi. It also sounded like this album was a bit of a journey through those 10 years. Did you try to structure it that way to lead lead into to Uptown? Or? Uh, not particularly. <laughs> okay. I think for me, like the reason that it took so long to finish the record was just that, you know, a lot of the songs that got discarded, they weren't bad songs. It was that I couldn't create a record that flowed with the material that I had. Mm. Uh, it was really important to have like a mood or an ambience that kind of like flowed from one end to the other uh, and felt kind of narrative and consistent. I think the two dominant modes of the album are, are the sense of alienation and anxiety and a feeling of sentimentality and hope. It's really beautiful. It's so easy to get lost in. I really, really love it. I just have to say that. Thank you. It reminds me of, of this, too, because the song Turn it Turn Up For What gets deeper and darker as it goes forward. And from the Black Soil poetry and Song Spring, it almost has the opposite effect. So does that represent an experience for you, or was it, again, just, you know, was that a point in time for you, or was it just, again, you coming across these songs and I mean, both of those out? songs do represent points in time for me, but mm-hmm. it, the, the way that they flow from one to the other doesn't necessarily it's more about just sort of like these different moments from my life and putting them in a in an in an order that sort of for a listener would feel um satisfying what was that point in your life did it remind you of something when you heard it again as to why you wrote that or even the beautiful parts the the upbeat parts for me i i don't think that there's a whole lot of value in um in in creating work that is specifically reflective of something very specific. I want things to be vague enough that that they can be applicable to a variety of circumstances or interpretation. Of course, when I listen to these pieces, it takes me back to a specific place in time. You know, the experience of creating it is right there in the recording, you know. Like what moment? Tell us the moment. Well, I'm, you know, I just didn't like you were on a tobacco farm or something? Was that I, like part yeah, of it? Yeah, well, um, yeah, when the record got started yeah. um, in 2005 was when my uh, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, became just very disillusioned with uh, the city life and um, wanted to escape from it. So we moved to North Carolina to live on a tobacco farm that her father owned. And uh, yeah, that's where I, where I started recording. You know, I recorded a, a, a large number of pieces there, and a few of them made it onto the album. But the you know that time in my life was it was uh, it was a strange year because North Carolina is a very strange state that has um, you know weird political issues, and uh, and we never really fit in because we lived in a rural area, and I think. Especially in areas like that, there's a, a great uh, amount of suspicion or disdain for people from urban areas. Uh, so we, we kind of lived this very isolated, 
austere life there. So as much as it was peaceful, you probably had some other kind of new Yeah, things. it was it was beautiful and I loved that time, but it was not a great time either. Um, there was there was a lot of joy and a lot of darkness. Mm-hmm. What do you love most about it? What when you think about the completion of this album, what do you love the most? That it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. The, yeah. yeah, just that. The, the the many times that I thought it was done, and then it, I listened to it and realized that it wasn't. Uh, Any time that you can finish something and have a document of it, it just feels very relieving. We talked a little bit about your son. You said he's four, right? So yeah. you're a family guy. How are you balancing all of this with your work and your family life? Does it? Are you feeling a little bit more on top of it these days? Uh, it's complicated, but you know, I think. Um, if I didn't have the music, if if uh, if I didn't have that outlet, I think I would be a very frustrated and angry person. Uh, it serves a very specific need for me. Uh, it's a mode of expression that helps me deal with some of the anxieties that I would otherwise not have a way to deal with. Oh, that's really sweet. Do you think that inspires new music maybe too <laughs> sure of course yeah. yeah there's no way to not have a life-altering experience like uh starting a family and not have it uh be a major contributing factor to, to the art you know that's awesome um okay so we know that uptown will be released on february 10th thanks so much trevor we're so happy that you came to join us tonight thanks so much for for having me and for listening you can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.